Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to The Inner Life here on this Thursday of the seventh week of Easter. I'm Josh Raymond and so glad that you're listening here to our show about spiritual direction. And let me start off by asking, if you could be a fruit, what would you choose? Would you be an apple or an orange, maybe a papaya or a mango, a tomato, an avocado? And have you ever asked, uh, had anyone ask you, what fruit you might like to be? Well, if you're a regular listener here to The Inner Life, you've probably heard me tell some stories about some of my children. My wife, Baylen, and I, we have nine children, and we get some odd and silly questions from them. And if you have children of your own, you know it doesn't matter how many kids you have. If you have one, if you have two or three, if you have 11, 12, 10, any number of just your kids, especially young kids, They'll ask random questions that don't have to make sense. They don't have any sort of practical application. Well, one night a few years ago, our family, we were sitting around the dinner table, and we were having just normal dinner conversation. My wife, Baylen, many nights at dinner, she'll go around the table and ask the kids, well, you know, what happened for you today? You were at school. Did you learn anything interesting? Or, you know, was there something fun that happened? So just normal conversation is happening, but our daughter, Anya, she likes to ask these unusual questions once in a while just to spark interesting conversation. And this particular night at the dinner table, Anya, I think she was maybe around 15 years old at the time, she looked at her mother and she asked that question that I just asked you here at the beginning of the show. If you could be any fruit, what would you be? Now, Baylen, she could have taken some time to give this some consideration Uh, Some of the different fruits that I know she likes, she loves grapefruit, she loves watermelon, blueberries, Uh, she likes many others, but if I would have guessed, that would have been one of the possible responses I would have thought she said. But before anybody could offer any suggestions, before anyone could guess what she might say, she gave her immediate response. As soon as Anya asked her the question, she came back with her quick reply saying, well, nacho cheese, of course. And there was this brief pause. Everyone at the dinner table, we were all just waiting, looking at her. There was kind of that silent beat while we sat there expecting her to laugh and acknowledge that she was just kidding and then give a real answer. But that moment there, it passed and we all saw on her face, we saw that Baylen, she wasn't joking. Her serious answer was nacho cheese, of course. And the table just erupted in laughter. But Baylen, she just, she's sitting there confused. And she's looking at everyone around the table asking, you know, what? What's going on? Why, why are you laughing? What's so funny? And so then Anya at this point, she's still coming down off of a big belly laugh. Uh, 
She restated the question. And as you might have guessed, Belen thought that Anya said, what kind of food would you be? F-O-O-D. Not what kind of fruit. Now, the kids, they had a great time with this, had a ball with it. You know, nacho cheese. Oh, come on. That's not a fruit. What kind of tree is growing in our yard? Oh, it's a nacho cheese tree. You know, those kinds of things. And Baylan, she was a great sport about it, just smiling, rolling her eyes at the teasing from our children. And the thing that made this so funny for our kids, it was that absurdity of the concept of a fruit tree uh, or a fruit bush or a fruit vine or something that grows nacho cheese. And if you do have an apple tree growing in your yard, there's something very wrong with that tree if you start picking persimmons or anchovies or something else off of it. We all expect certain plants to yield their own proper fruit. And this is the same in our lives spiritually. If we've been baptized, if we're followers of Christ, then the Holy Spirit should be at work in our lives, and we should see those fruits of the Holy Spirit, especially if we take the time to tend to the growth of these fruits. After all, if you want a fruit tree or a vine to be healthy and produce the best fruit, you trim off some of those branches that might be smaller or unhealthy. You prune back the plant, which allows more of the nutrients from the soil and the water and the sun to go into the branches that are remaining there. Then when you come to harvest time, you have that fruit that is so uh, fantastic. It, it, it's better than if you would have left that plan alone. It's going to win those awards at the local fair. And that's what we want in our lives spiritually. We want that cornucopia that's filled with those blue ribbon winning spiritual fruits. So do you have those fruits of the Holy Spirit growing in abundance in your life? Do you know what those fruits are? Helping us today look at the fruits of the Holy Spirit is one of our regular spiritual directors, Father Ethan Southard. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and he's the parish administrator of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Father Ethan, welcome back to The Inner Life. So if you were going to be a fruit, what fruit would you be? I like the nacho cheese. Uh, <laughs> you like that option? Yeah, that sounds good. I want a nacho cheese tree. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that story's been retold uh, time and time again in our house there. But uh, as we do start out today, you know, uh, we're looking at the fruits of the Holy Spirit because we have the Feast of Pentecost coming up this Sunday, where the Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles that are praying there. They've been praying for nine days in the upper room with uh, the the other disciples, the other followers of Christ, uh, the women along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, they're all united together in prayer, and we see the birth of the church happen there with the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And so this has been kind of a Holy Spirit week here on The Inner Life. On Monday, we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and yesterday we talked about the sacrament of confirmation. And so today, examining the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we want to make sure there isn't any confusion in these two categories. So can you help us kind of maybe draw some distinctions between what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Sure. Um, well, I, I think it all comes down to love. And and when we, we talk about the Holy Spirit, um, you know, we... We're speaking of, you know, the the, the person of, of God, and God is love, and so we've, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and so the Holy Spirit is is that invitation. It's it's that um, as as the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift is that you know the Holy Spirit 
helps to draw us up into union with God. And and so, um, you know, St. Francis de Sales, you know, speaks about, you know, the different, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but ultimately it, it comes down to, to love, which is God. And so as we're looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, just as you were you were explaining and just sharing, uh, Josh, you know, what kind of tree um, bears the fruit? Is is an apple tree, you know, bearing an, an orange? And so if if the tree is love, if you know God is is the vine and we're the branches, you know, we should be extending out uh, that love. And so everything that we do should be an act. And so there are you know there are the 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 definitions of the the fruits of the Holy Spirit charity, you know love joy peace patience kindness goodness generosity gentleness faithfulness modesty self control chastity, um, but you know then and we were talking just before you know there's you know sometimes and you know we hear in, in Galatians you know Paul speaks of of uh, nine uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so then, you know, the catechism, you know, talks about 12. And so there's, you know, some kind of, where did these extra fruit come from? <laughs> well, I, I think, um, you know, there's, there's just the, the tradition continues that there's 12. Um, and so whether it's a translation or, or whether, you know, some things were just being further developed, what, what St. Paul is really going for it's he's he's sharing nine characteristics of of the one fruit there's really only one fruit of the spirit and that that one fruit is love and so that manifests it looks there's different characteristics of love um and there's there's way more characteristics of love than 12 but that's just enough to kind of get us going um and so it's it's not so much you know what is um the exact number of the fruit or, you know, what, what is this one? And that's, that's not what we're being in, really invited to focus in on, but it's, it's more about, um, you know, that, that life of, of the spirit. And so as, as the, the Holy Spirit actually is, is living its own life, his own life within us, we're being taken up into a divine life. And so, you know, when you look at the life of Christ as as Jesus is walking around, um, you know, so many years ago, um, you know, he's spending time with, uh, you know, the poor and and the broken and the sinners and the prostitutes and and that's love. And he's spending time with you know those in the temple and um, you know the the Sadducees and the Pharisees and and that's love. And so he's he's bearing fruit everywhere he goes, and so um, yeah, that fruit of love is is has different ways of of appearing, right? Of uh, manifesting, sure, sure. And and so that's that's really what what we're being you know drawn into. And so that's as you were talking earlier, you know, as we're gathered in the upper room with with the depo- the disciples and the apostles and Mother Mary. You know, waiting for the the descent of the Holy Spirit, um, we're being drawn in into that deeper union of God. I think the big thing, Saint Peter talks about it, and so he he says, through these he has bestowed on us. This is in two Peter, 
uh, chapter 1, verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. He says, Through these he has bestowed on us the very the precious and very great promises so that through them you may come to share in the divine nature that you may come to share in the divine nature after escaping from the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire and so it's what peter's saying is that it's it's god's own initiative it's god's own work of what he is drawing us into into that great promise of the holy spirit that we could too share in the the divine nature that light very life of god and so as we do that um yeah we we bear fruit that will last well the other thing that uh i was thinking about too you mentioned you know these are different aspects or characteristics that all go back to love and right before saint paul gives that list in his letter to the galatians um, there in that fifth chapter of all those different fruits of the Holy Spirit, the ones he lists off, right before that, he ends up giving a list what he terms the works of the flesh. And it's kind of a a larger overarching theme in this letter that he's written to the Galatians, where he starts out and says, why have you left the true faith? Why have you traded the gospel that I taught you for another gospel? Um, And not that there is any other gospel, but he's kind of giving this uh, he's reproving them. He's he's chiding them a little bit, saying, "Hey, get back! You know, here's this is a little bit of a warning. Go back. Don't let the faith be corrupted, revised by anyone or anything." So, we have this list of spiritual fruits that he gives. But as I'm looking at this list, and I just pulled it up here, um, the list of these works of the flesh: immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasion of envy, uh, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like is what he has there. And the one that stands out to me is that selfishness, because so many, not not exclusively all of them, but so many of them go back to that selfish attitude. Um, you know, I I want things for myself, so I'm going to dissent from the group because I think what I want is more important, or I have this rivalry. I want to be better than somebody else, or I want what they have, or I want to get it instead of them. I, you know, that competition. So that selfishness there really stands out in light of what you're saying. You know that those fruits of the spirit are are those different aspects of love. Mm. Wow, <laughs> that's great, Josh. And you know that's what uh, you know Jesus is talking about in the gospel from today. This is his last prayer. You know, it's it's right at the Last Supper, John seventeen twenty to twenty six. May they all be one. May they all be one. And so, as you know, Jesus is praying this last prayer. He's lifting his eyes up to heaven, and he prays, "I pray not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their words, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you." that they also may be in us. And so it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, Paul is looking at what the world looks like without love, what the world looks like with, without God. It's, it's selfish. 
and from that selfishness, from you know where we have our own desires or where we have our own, um, we start following our own passions, and and that division comes about. Um, all of those other uh, fruits of the flesh, so to so to speak, um, we start to see, and and how we could treat each other, and in just such you know. Uh, hurtful and, and harmful ways, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, and 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 so forth. But but that selfishness where we start to turn in on ourselves. And Jesus is praying, no, Father, I pray that they could be one with each other and one with us. And so that's that's the the work that's the the great work of of what Jesus is doing. He took out that selfishness in the most selfless act as he died on the cross for us, and he prayed, "You know, Father, forgive them, and then he makes an excuse, Josh, they don't know what they're doing <laughs> right <laughs> he excuses us as he's you know selflessly loving us to the end and and as he's you know, giving that selfless act of love, you know, his heart is pierced, it's it's poured open. And so, you know, in a special way, we, we celebrate the, the birth of the church at Pentecost. But as Jesus's heart was pierced open, you know, some of, of the early church fathers also say that that was the birth of the church. You know, there poured forth blood and water, right. you know, and so the church poured out of his ha- pierced heart. And so he gave life to us, in a selfless gift of love. And so, yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, and, and, I, and I think it's also just an invitation and an, and an awareness for us to, to reflect because, you know, again and again we hear in Scripture that, you know, if we say we love God but we hate our neighbor, you know, is that love? Is that, is that a fruit of, of love? I don't know. It sounds more like a fruit of the flesh, where there's there's that selfishness. Mm. Our spiritual director is Father Ethan Southard. We're talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. What has helped you to cultivate those fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life, and how have you seen those fruits—the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the generosity—and especially all of those being derived from? love of God, and especially love of neighbor. When have you seen those very evidently bear themselves out in your actions and your behavior toward others? Uh, We'd love to hear how you've experienced those fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life. Our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And we'll continue our conversation here about the fruits of the Holy Spirit right after this on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome. 
Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And we're talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, looking ahead to this upcoming Sunday, the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descending upon the Apostles and watching the world change there as they go out and have the Holy Spirit working in their lives. They're emboldened. They're able to uh, convert that very first day, 3,000 people. Can you imagine? Father Ethan, have you ever had 3,000 people that say they want to be baptized and enter the church just from one afternoon of preaching? <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, but what a day. Wow, I know, I mean, absolutely. What that must have been like. Yeah, yeah, that that really would have been. Well, again, we're talking the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and what are your questions about the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Uh, what has helped to, you to cultivate those fruits of the Spirit in your life? Uh, when have you seen those fruits, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control? How, how have you seen those bear themselves out in your life when you've interacted with others, you can call and share your experience at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And, Father, to continue our conversation, you know, you went through the list of the 12 different fruits of the Spirit there, and with all of those, you had mentioned, you know, they're, they're all kind of these different aspects or different characteristics, different manifestations of love. So as Catholics, as Christians— do we have the potential to grow in all of these areas, or are, are only certain aspects of that kind of overarching love, will we just see certain aspects in our own lives where we will grow in that, depending on how the Holy Spirit is at work in our individual lives? Mm, yeah, of course. Um, I, again, I was just getting that image of, you know, as, you're, as we're sharing about the gifts and the fruits— um, it's it's the vine and the branches, and so the the sap or, or that life force that's flowing. You know, we we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We receive that that life, that love, and and then you know the 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 fruit it 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 pours out through us, and so it's love. Love continues to bear out and pour out through us, and so it's it's like a, a child. It's like a little baby, you know, being fed with with milk. An infant, um, you know, being being a newborn infant, longing for pure spiritual milk, so that so that it may grow into salvation. That's what Peter says again in in his letters. And so as as we're growing, you know, we're the body of Christ. As as we're growing, you know, we're we're going to our arms and our limbs and our torso, our our bodies grow. You know, and so we we bear fruit coming out, just like the the tree bears fruit, and the fruit has to to grow. And so, if we notice, you know, that maybe there's a little area within our body or you know our life that is stunted, or um, you know, I think that's part of 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, we start to grow in a, a little bit of wisdom or awareness, and maybe there does need to be some pruning in our lives. And so there's like a little area that gets pruned and it gets, you know, just kind of trimmed back so that it could bear fruit that will last. And so if there's an area, you know, it, you know, Josh, this year of pandemic, it's just been, you know, talk about selfishness or, or isolation. We've all been forced into isolation. Right. 
Well, and there's also, there's that fearfulness that so many people have had during this time. And so, you know, thinking of that fruit of peace or Mm -hmm. joy or uh, when is this going to end? Having that fruit of patience, you know, some of those different things there too that can be so difficult in, when you're in the moment. Oh, sure. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, we're in the world as, as Jesus says, and so there's there's things that are being imposed upon us, and so you know this imposition. It's we have our own struggles or or our own faults, but then with the stresses of the world and the things that are imposed upon us, that's something else that we also have to deal with. And so with that anxiety or that fear or, you know, it does give us cause to grow in patience and kindness and. You know, it gives us opportunities, you know, for for gentleness with others, with ourselves. Um, and then, you know, as we're in isolation and, and, you know, maybe we're just spending, you know, too much time online or watching, you know, uh, TV or Netflix. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe we take shortcuts. And so if we start to notice that we've we've taken shortcuts and, we're trying to to balance and and to figure out all of this extra stress on our own. Maybe we act out in a way that's not healthy. And so, um, when we're we're speaking about these fruits of the spirit, you know, maybe a certain area of our life needs to be pruned. Maybe we're spending too much time on social media, and it and it could be leading us to some place that's not good. Well, let's let's prune that. Maybe you just cut it out. It's like um, I, I was talking with a friend of mine recently, and and um, they were just sharing, you know, about um, you know if if someone struggles with with drinking, they know that the first sip, it's it's going to lead to a bad place, and they're and they just become a totally different person, and so they had to prune out taking that first sip. Because if they do, they know that there's a, a weakness or that there's, you know, a temptation where that first sip becomes, you know, 20 sips. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you, you've shifted and, and you're moving in a, a direction that, you know, we don't want to be. And so just being able to recognize that and um, whatever our sip may be, you know, if we're driving and someone cuts us off, and we know that as our blood pressure starts to rise, <laughs> you know, if we take that sip and we, we say the word, the word's going to lead to the horn, and then the horn's going to lead to us tailgating, and, you know, it goes on and on and on. So we all have those triggers within us. But, but as we abide, Jesus says, abide in me, remain in me, uh, and you will bear fruit that will last. As we remain He's the vine, we're the branches. As we remain in Him, it's going to be His own patience. It's going to be His own kindness, His joy. So in the middle of traffic, could you imagine we could be joyful? Could you imagine? (laughs) If someone cuts us off, we could just be at peace. But it's not the peace that the world gives, it's the peace that God gives. And so that's really the, the invitation that we're all being drawn into. Jesus says, as I, I am lifted up, I will draw. It's not us doing it. We can't get to heaven. You know, we can't build a stairway to heaven. You know, it's going to, we can get so high 
and the Babel, the Tower of Babel, it's, it's going to fall. But as God does it, Jesus draws us to him, and the Holy Spirit is the, the one that, that bridges. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws us, that leads us into union with God. And in that union, you know, we, we receive his life and his love, and we, we are the, the living stone. So this is First um, Peter chapter 2, verses, verse 5. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And Peter says, Like living stones, let yourselves be built. Let yourself be built into a spiritual house. And so it's not us doing the building. We can't build it. But we let ourselves, we, we yield to that prompting, to that work of the Holy Spirit. We yield, we surrender ourselves, we surrender our lives to God. We let ourselves be built into a spiritual home. And that's what God is doing. He's building us. If if I'm listening right now, if I'm if I'm driving in my car and I'm listening right now as you're you know explaining this, and I say yes, I want that. I want to be able to surrender. I want to I want to allow myself to be used that way. What are some good first, second, maybe third practical steps that someone can do if? They're wanting to just say, yes, I want to surrender my life and give it over so that I don't have these continuing, you know, struggles with whether it is the impatience, whether it is, you know, the selfishness, um, you know, the maybe it's an addiction like you mentioned with, you know, uh, drinking, um, alcoholism, those different things. If I want to open myself up and surrender myself and say, okay, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to you know, build that stairway to heaven you were talking about, Father, but I want to just simply be one of the blocks in that stairway to heaven. You can, you can do the work in me. I would presume the first thing you're going to say is start with prayer. Um, what, what else can we do here? Well, in, in the 12 steps, the 12 steps of AA, you know, the first step is that we admit that we're powerless. So it's just in a—it's humility— and so, you know, we humbly admit that that we're we're powerless over whatever it is. And and we admit that. We just say I can't do this. You know, I struggle with you know, uh alcohol. I struggle with anger. I struggle with jealousy. I struggle with impatience. We just admit it. You say I am powerless. This will take over my life and that my life has become unmanageable. I can't control it. And so when we just humbly admit the, the truth, you know, Jesus says, I am the truth. That's the truth. The truth is that we can't do it. But the next step is, is that we say, I, I believe that there's a power greater than me that could restore me. There's a power greater than me that, that God is greater than me. I can't do it but God can. And it's just in, in that simple humility, it's in that simple admission that, that I'm powerless, 
that I struggle, that I'm weak, that look, look at this area of my life. Because, and, and Josh, we could say, oh, well, that's so easy. Yes, of course. Well, if it's so easy, there's just our ego, there's just something inside of us we pretend. I mean, and I'm speaking about myself. <laughs> you know, I pretend, I cover up, I hide. I do all of those things, you know, to trick myself, to trick other people. That's just the way that it is. But when I'm, you know, actually getting real, and I can get real with myself, or then I could even, you know, get real and share it with someone else, a, a, a spiritual director or just a friend, or, or just talk to God and just say, look, I'm, I'm tired of pretending. You know, I, I, I'm going to admit this. I struggle in this area of my life, and I can't, I can't change it. But, but God, you can. And then, you know, the next, the next step, you know, step three we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. We surrender and we just say, God, you're God. You love me. You made me. You breathe life into me. You care for me. You know you've counted the hairs on my head. Or if you're like me, I'm losing my hair. So you know how many hairs I've lost. And we just we surrender to God. And we say, I know that you care for me, and I know that you're going to do what's best for me. And we give him a little bit. It doesn't take a lot. But we just give him a little room, a little crack. We open the door just a little bit. We open the door a little bit. And the thing is, is that God, Jesus is knocking on the door. Jesus is coming. He wants to. But he's not going to force us. He will not break the door down. He will not force us. He will not change us. He will not do it. He'll knock and he'll wait. But if we open the door just a little bit, if we just say a little a little bit of humility, we say, I can't do this. God, I know you love me and I'm going to let you in. He'll come in and he's going he's gonna to change it. The Holy Spirit is actually, because when we get real in, in that humility, God knows what a mess our room is. And so he's going to come in and he's going to start to put the room back in order. He's going to say, oh, well, this goes over here. <laughs> let's pick this pile of papers up and, and let's vacuum a little bit. And so as he, as the Holy Spirit starts to rearrange and the Holy Spirit starts to prepare the room, then we are disposed and we're ready for for the the beautiful indwelling of God. God will make his home with us. That's the promise. That God will abide in us. It's not just abide in me, he abides in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's a a friend of mine, he was just reflecting, he was talking to this this one guy in in jail and uh and you know he's you know he's he's not in jail you know because he was uh you know he's in jail for a reason <laughs> and and in as this guy's in in jail you know he started to reflect on his own life and and he could just there was just this peace and my friend was saying that as he would walk by the cell it's almost like there's like light emanating from this jail cell 
there's just this peace. You can't, you walk by and there's all this noise and, and commotion, but you walk by this cell and it's just, it's just this stillness and this peace. So anyway, so he started talking to the, the, the guy inside and uh, he says, you know, why do I feel this peace when I'm around you? What is, what is going on with you? And how do you do this with your life? And you've, you've, you know, done some bad things and look at you now. And, and so the, the guy says, the Holy Spirit's job is to perfect me. My job is to allow the Holy Spirit to perfect me. Mm. The Holy Spirit's job is to perfect me. My job is to allow the Holy Spirit to perfect me. That's a beautiful story there, Father. And that's uh, uh, just a good lesson for all of us there, too. You know, it's so easy, especially... If we are comfortable where we are to say, oh, I've got it, you know, I'm, I'm good, I can take care of things, and that's, you know, why Jesus even said, you know, it's not, it's not the well who need a doctor, it's the sick who need the doctor, who need to be taken care of, and uh, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life? We're talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit and how we can grow in those fruits of love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, chastity. Are you living those out in your life? What has helped you to cultivate those, those fruits in your life? And how have you seen those fruits of the Holy Spirit very evidently bear themselves out in your actions, in your behaviors, in the way that you encounter other people? Uh, you're welcome to call and share how you have seen those fruits of the Holy Spirit grow in your own life here into our studio, 888-914-9149. Again, the phone number, 888 And we're going to continue the conversation in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and rain and an apple seed. Yes, He's been good to me. That's an old song there from uh, back in 1948. Disney put out that uh, little, it was a little animated short about Johnny Appleseed. And uh, I'm probably dating myself by saying I actually remember watching this when I was younger. But just talking about the fruits of the Spirit, I thought it'd be kind of a fun song here to hear on the air. It also made me realize, and I don't want to get into a bunch of commentary, but it's quite a different world we live in. Uh, about 70 plus years later where Disney would have had a song about the Lord is good to me. Uh, Yeah, but we are talking about the fruits of the Spirit here and not just apples, not just oranges, talking about how the Holy Spirit works in our lives and we can see those fruits bear themselves out. Our spiritual director is Father Ethan Southard and uh, Father as as we were talking there before the break, you were going through some of the different aspects of the 12-step program and how that can also apply to our lives here. You know, just that humility, that acknowledgement of God there, and then that surrender, just saying, I am going to turn it over to you, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And as we're looking at these fruits of the Holy Spirit here, 
if there is that one area that really is difficult for me, you know, if, if some of the areas, they come much more easily, but there's that one area where, you know, if I am just, if I am an impatient person, then I'm going to work on patience. Or if I am not naturally generous, then I'm going to work on how can I be generous both in what I say and what I give to others. If I'm working in that area, is it okay to just focus so strongly on those areas where we we ourselves acknowledge we need the work? Is there any danger of neglecting those other areas that might seem to come easy? Will that become a stumbling block for us later down the road? Yeah, I I think – yeah, there, there's the danger. Uh, there's a stumbling block. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, a certain way in which, you know, we can, in our, our humanity, um, you know, we can, we, again, it goes back to, to the, the stairway to heaven or, or what we're building. You know, uh, Psalm, you know, 127, you know, says that un, unless the Lord builds the house, in vain do we build unless you know if if you know it's vain to go to bed early and to rise early you know uh, or i'm sorry to go to bed late and to rise early you know when god blesses us while we sleep (laughs) sometimes we can work so hard josh yeah we can work so hard (laughs) you know trying to do all these things and we we try to earn god's love and we say, well, you know, if I just work on this, then I'm going to be better. Or if I work on this or I improve this, then, you know, I'm going to be holy. And God is just saying, you know, go to sleep. Let me bless you. I'll do it while you sleep. You don't even have to work that hard. And and so, you know, the baby doesn't have to do anything to, to be loved. You know, it could get really antsy and fidgety and, you know, cranky and move around and, you know, but... But when the baby just kind of rests on its mother's arms against her chest, you know, he can he can feel her mom his mom's heartbeat and you know just receive the love and it's the same with us with God. And we can get so often we can get caught up, you know, I I think that's one of the the sicknesses of our country. You know, we we feel like we have to um you know, we pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and we go I'm going to go do it. And, well, if we, I mean, the very move of doing that is that we've already stepped in front of God. And, and God just says, let me love you. Let me love you. And so, and there's going to be plenty of opportunities, you know, to practice virtue, because there's going to be those moments where, you know, it's going to be, um, your coworker that you can't stand <laughs> and they bring in the smelly lunch and they sit down next to you and you just say, when will they just stop bringing that smelly lunch? And that's going to be a, a chance to grow in patience and kindness. And then maybe, you know, we ask God, you know, God, you know, please help me. You know, here I am again, I'm in this situation, you know, give me a kind word to say, please. And and then we're going to be able to say, oh wow, that that lunch looks so nice. Where, where is it from? <laughs> and, and that's just a silly example, but right. but it's it's the it's the truth. You know, those moments come into our lives when we we don't plan on it. Well, and you know, I'm also thinking here too. It's probably very important for us 
as we're working on those areas in our lives, if it is being patient with the coworker, that we don't get to, uh, to where we're focused on, well, if I'm working on this area in my life, hopefully they'll see it and that will change them. We're not, we're not supposed to be worried about changing somebody else so that our life is easier or our life is better. Our focus should be on improving our, our response to others so that our relationship with Christ flows out through us. Christ and the Holy Spirit, God the Father, they can change that person. It's not, it's not our, <laughs> our problem to try and change somebody. We need to just be that witness of Christ's love and grace. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, Josh. And I think, you know, maybe the person that needs to change is us. <laughs> you know, who knows? Right. Maybe, maybe Jesus would come in and he'd sit down and he says, and that's his favorite food. You know, maybe that, that stinky food next door is, is actually Jesus' favorite food. Right. He loves Limburger like, oh. cheese. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I got it all wrong. You know, I'm the one that needs to learn how to appreciate uh, this stinky cheese. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that's the danger, you know, Josh. It's like, you know, you were talking before about, you know, Jesus says, you know, the, the sick need a doctor, but the, the healthy don't. Well, the reality is that we're all sick. Right, right. Every single one of us. And so if we say, oh, well, I'm healthy, you know, let me fix you. It's like, uh, excuse me, I don't, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, I don't need your pity. You know, why don't you look after yourself and admit that, you know, that, you know, why don't I look after myself and admit that I need a doctor, you know, instead of saying to someone else, because that's where judgment comes in. And we start to judge someone else and say, oh, well, you know, look what I'm doing for you. I'm being so patient or kind for you. Right. Well, and, so. and also, as we're talking about this, you know, we're talking about that interaction with others. And that's, that's kind of where my mind goes with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, patience, kindness. You know, yes, there can be that part of the, the relationship with God. But, you know, when Jesus summarizes the entire law into those two commandments. He's asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he replies, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And then he follows up with that second, the second greatest commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. And these fruits of the Spirit, it almost seems to me that it's kind of implied if the Holy Spirit is bearing these fruits in my life, Mm. then I'm kind of, I'm somewhat on that track that I have that first and greatest commandment to love God with every part of myself, that's somewhat in progress. I know it's not perfected, but I know it's somewhat in progress, seems to be the implication. So then the Holy Spirit gives me the ability to interact with others in the way that God would interact. You know, you talked about Jesus being the one to sit next to that person there at lunch, um, being that kind and good and generous and loving person. That seems to be where those fruits of the Spirit, at, at least for me, as I'm thinking about them, that they, they really kind of come out. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, in, in John's uh, first letter, so beautiful, chapter 4. I mean, it's, it, this is so golden. But in, in verse 20 of chapter 4 of, of John's first letter, he says, if anyone says, I love God, that's, it starts out good, right? The first, the two commandments, the first one, if anyone says, I love God, that's good, but hates his brother, he is a liar. 
For whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. So, you know, that that goes right to your point, uh, Josh, for, for those two commandments, love God, love your neighbor. Well, if we're not loving our neighbor, I don't think we should be kidding ourselves. Um, you know, we're not loving God. And then Jesus, he gets it, you know, he comes right at us and he says, and the guy says, well, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? And and Jesus goes and, you know, to the 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 good Samaritan story, you know, who do we walk by? Who do we cross the street to avoid? You know, that's that's the question for us. Who is my neighbor? So are we bearing, is there fruits of the Holy Spirit in our, our lives? Well, you know, we can start to get real. And it's okay because once we, because we all do it, we walk to the other side of the street. We want to avoid the person. But the first step, again, going back to that first step, just to admit it. Just admit, you know what? I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> you know, I uh, I don't love as I should. You know, I'm sick. And that's it. As we start to admit that, we actually open our hearts so that we could let love in. And this is this is the other part of it. Um, verse 10. I think this is like the jackpot. This is it for all of Scripture. And this is love. We're talking about the gifts, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is love. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as expiation for our sins. Mm. And so we just... We we acknowledge that we are sinful, that we struggle, and and in that God has sent His Son Jesus to to wipe out our sins, to forgive us, to love us, mm. and that's love. And as we receive that, then we can share that. We can be love for others. Father Ethan, we are just flat out of time here. It's been a wonderful conversation talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And as we conclude the hour, could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a final blessing in these remaining about 20 seconds here? Sure, I would love to. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you and continue to fill you with his peace, his love, the fruits of his Holy Spirit. Because if God has loved us, we must love one another. And may God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Ethan Southard, thank you so much for being our spiritual director here during this hour of The Inner Life. And if you've been listening, if you tuned in late and you missed any part of the earlier conversation, of course, go listen to the podcast. You can find it at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. I want to say thank you to Jim Shaper and Nick Sentovich for their help in producing the program today. And thank you for listening and being part of the conversation here. Of course, stay tuned. We've got Mass that's coming up next, followed by The Faith Explained with Cale Clark here on Relevant Radio. And we'll see you back tomorrow.